This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health, from conception to pregnancy and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who have made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In this episode, we will be talking with Catherine O'Brien from Happy with Baby about couples adjustment to the postpartum period. Catherine O'Brien is a licensed marriage and family therapist, speaker, and educator, and is the founder of happywithbaby.com, which provides counseling and coaching for new and expecting parents, facilitates courses to help parents manage expectations of parenthood, as well as understanding developmental milestones of infants and children. She's a California State Co-Coordinator in the Greater Sacramento Area for Postpartum Support International and has been volunteering with them since 2011. She also helped establish A Mother's Heart, a local organization in Sacramento that supports women and families affected by perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Catherine found her true passion after giving birth to her first child and realizing that even with a strong relationship, adding a beautiful little baby really rocks your world. She wants to help couples have a plan to thrive during this transition instead of just surviving. Catherine is also married to her perfect partner and is a mother of a seven-year-old son and three-year-old daughter and knows what it's like to be a parent that is overwhelmed, exhausted, and doubting her competency. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about all of the awesome work that you do. If you can, please share with us your experience in the postpartum period and what brought you to this work. Um, Well, like you said, I definitely found this passion of mine after having my son. My husband and I were newly married when we found out we were pregnant. And so my plans to have um, at least a year of being married ended quickly. (laughs) So we celebrated our first anniversary with a three-week-old and oh boy. Uh, and so we were like super excited and 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 ready. We were older, so you know we we were ready for it. But mm-hmm. it definitely changed everything. So we brought our son home, and things were seemingly really good. He was healthy. We were happy, um, excited to have him. And then the sleepless nights 
came on and was we were both exhausted and just little things kind of bothered me about my husband that I had never noticed before. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure he would confirm the same for um, him as well with me. And we we were just struggling a lot. And there was definitely a distinct memory I have etched in my brain. And I tell this story a lot, but um, I had adjusted my work schedule so that I could be home with him. And when I wasn't home with him, my husband would be home with him. So I was working Saturdays and we had gotten into the, an argument on my, as I was leaving to go to work, to work with couples, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, I was crying. I was like crying on my way there. Like, what is wrong? You know? So I called my friend and was just like, oh, it just seems like every little thing that we talk about ends up in this, you know, argument or fight. And mm-hmm. she fortunately answered the phone, which she normally doesn't. And as I um, was talking to her, she was all like, well, when was the last time you were on a date? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I guess it was for my first anniversary. We went out to dinner for like 45 minutes before I came rushing home <laughs> to my son. But other than that, it had been, you know, several months since we had spent any time, just the two of us together. So my mom was visiting in town. And so we were able to go out that evening just for a couple hours and just having that time to talk and reconnect with each other was such a huge or had such a huge impact um, on our relationship. I just was like, gosh, this is so important. I need to make sure that we keep doing it because I think we just took for granted before just having that time together and could talk whenever, you know, have conversations and spend time, quality time together. And it just wasn't, it wasn't the same. And I just knew then that we needed to make it a priority to, um, Mm -hmm. to keep going. So definitely that was kind of my start was like, and as I looked around going to different moms groups or different, you know, just even like observing out in public or even talking with clients and stuff like that, I was like, gosh, this is really, this is really a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. how can I help other um, parents not, you know, go through this or be prepared or have more realistic expectations of how things are going to be different once baby comes home. Right. Yeah. And I think it seems like anyways, a lot of people don't really know what it's going to be like and also maybe assume that things will be fine and maybe it will be fine. But from it sounds like from what you've seen and heard from other people that there's this period of adjusting that's pretty stressful. Right. And I think it is just, you know, it's like when I was talking to some moms the other day and I was like, yes, if you think about it, it's like you have this new person that moves into your house that make depends on you to do everything for them and then doesn't let you sleep at night. It's like, <laughs> of course it's going to impact your relationship with your partner. Like, you yeah. know, and you have to like get to know them and figure out who they are and they're figuring out who you are and just, you know, there's this huge adjustment time. So, uh, so in the, in the work that you do now, do you, you do a lot of work with expecting parents and, and new parents? Yeah, that's, that's my primary focus. So it's not, you know, the only clients I see. I also, you know, I'm working with um, moms and then also their partners that are struggling with um, perinatal mood or anxiety disorders. I seem to be um, seeing more dads just wanting to understand like how they can support their partners great. that are struggling. So um, that's been really, I think it's great to see like, you know, they really want to help, you know, like how can they, what can they do? What can they say differently? What, how can they be more supportive and stuff? Yeah. My, my primary is um, working with new and expecting couples and I co-facilitate a workshop with my husband 
um, which is great um, because he adds that the dad perspective and just the partner perspective of what it's Mm -hmm. like to bring a baby home. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I really, <laughs> I look forward to it. So I, and I always joke, like I take him out to dinner afterwards and as his payment or whatever, <laughs> but I'm like, it's our date night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go. And that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness, and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. So, but yeah, so it's just, you know, we talk about like communication and and like the typical different changes in communication that come up, things that maybe you hadn't thought about before, just, you know, how household management changes, how dealing with family members can change, um, in-laws, realistic, you know, expectations with that, as well as possible mood and anxiety disorders that moms and dads can experience um, Mm -hmm. during pregnancy and postpartum. And then we also talk about, you know, sex and intimacy and how you keep that alive in your relationship too. So. Oh, wow. How long is the workshop? Um, it's a two hour workshop. So it's a, it's a jam packed full of information. <laughs> that is so, a lot of information, but yeah. it's good information. Um, do you mostly have expecting parents or is it new parents also? Um, it really is a combo. Um, it's probably more typical to have expecting parents, but we always, we usually get one or two couples that come to each workshop that are postpartum. And then mm-hmm. one time we even had, it was all, they were all postpartum couples. It was really an odd mm-hmm. time. Like I was like, where are all the, the pregnant moms, <laughs> but um, parents, but um, yeah, we did have one full class once that was all postpartum couples. So that's really good. Uh, I mean, that's a great, it's great for both new and expecting parents. I'm curious, how do you sort of convince people in some on some level that this is a good thing for them to be doing? 
especially for people who think, okay, no, we're fine. We'll, you know, everything will be fine or whatever. Um, how do people find you and how do they come to know that this is something that they need or that could be useful for them? I have, you know, some relationships with some childbirth educators as well. And so I think some of them encourage their couples that come to their childbirth classes to also attend this class as well. And I, and I just talk to them about just what are, you know, what are their expectations and how, you know, what might be a common transition issue for mom can be very different for their partner and how understanding where each of them is coming from can be really helpful um, in that postpartum period. Oh, that's great. Um, so in the class, I know that you have on your website, you have some articles and information on tips for parents and stuff like that. Or is that something you go over in the class as well? Like worksheets or anything that they can follow yeah, and take yeah, home? Yeah, no, I have a couple of worksheets. I provide resources and, and an article too um, for them or a couple articles. But yeah, there's a couple there's a couple exercises we do throughout the class to work on. And then things that they can continue to work on even when they leave. And then I always do a follow-up consultation with each couple just so they can ask whatever questions maybe they weren't wanting to ask in class or we review their postpartum plan, as I call it. Um, You know, we always talk about the childbirth plan, you know, for having a baby, but then what's your plan for after? That's great. Uh, A lot of people don't think about after, Mm -hmm. Uh, just a plan for recovery and, um, and whatnot. So what kind of, what kind of tips do you give for afterwards? Well, I I think that the three main things I always focus on with all couples, and those are even couples I work with that have older kids too, is like, I feel like three components. First of all, what are you going to do to bond with your child, right? Whether they're a baby or older. And Mm -hmm. this one, I, I think I really came up with, you know, I had several partners say like, Oh, well, mom does everything, you know, for the new baby. So I, there's not, no, I don't have a, I don't feel like I have a role, but there are, there are definitely things like, and how, how you can start getting involved, you know, from day one or even pre baby, you know, so what are you going to do to bond with your baby? What are the things? Are you going to be, you know, changing diapers? Are you going to make sure that you sit down and play with your baby? Are you going to read with your baby? You know, what is it that you're, you're going to be doing? And then, the other thing is, what is that piece that you're going to do to like take care of yourself for self-care? We, you know, especially having a new baby, a lot of times, you know, we're sleep deprived, we're exhausted, we're overwhelmed with everything. And so the thought of what do we do to take care of ourselves totally goes out the door. And I think in those early days too, it can just even be about, you know, your basic needs, that nutrition and, you know, where can you find some extra rest if you're not sleeping through the night, which a lot of times can be hard. What are you going to do to get some like exercise or something, even if it's just going for a walk around the block, you know, but, but even as the child gets older and you're more comfortable maybe being away from them, it's like, what are, what are you going to do to really rejuvenate and (laughs) feel refreshed and, and ready to go and take on the world, you know, so that you can give, give to your family, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like that whole concept of making sure your cup is filled. Right. And then, Number three, of course, which I stress a lot as well, is that what are you going to do to keep the intimacy and connection with your partner? What are the things, you know, how are you going to connect on a regular basis? You know, I, of course, encourage date nights on a weekly basis. And I know can be like, oh, how do you do that when you have a new baby? But even if it's like once, 
you know, they do lay down or something and they're sleeping. It's like, how can you make sure that you're connecting with each other and, and talking or just even sitting on the couch because maybe you are so exhausted and you watch a movie, but you're, you're sitting close on the couch and you're holding hands or turn off your cell phones and communicate with each other instead of being distracted by, you know, other things. I mean, that's great information for people to have and kind of give them a, a framework to think about uh, their family. The, I mean, the connection with the baby, their connection with each other and their connection to themselves and, and keeping all of that as healthy as possible. And it's, you know, which uh, a stressful transition or it can be a stressful transition. Right. So for the couples that you have coming in, do you find them having concerns about similar things or, or what's the most common thing that they bring in being concerned about? I mean, I think some of the common issues are they're, they're, they do worry about how they're going to keep that connection with each other. They worried about um, how their roles will be different, um, what their roles will be. And I do, I, I have the, the parents that worry about, like maybe they have a history of some kind of mood or anxiety disorder. So they worry about that impacting mm-hmm. their, their life and their family and what, you know, having the lack of sleep will affect them. Right. So the class is kind of like a bridge to help people get through this period of time, giving them something to hold on to, like, oh, we have a plan. We have a plan for how we're going to attend to these things. I imagine that can be really stabilizing and and helpful during a time of change. Yeah. And then, and I also talked to them about like, you know, this is a plan and sometimes things change and maybe, you know, your child's needs are going to be different than what you thought they were. But if you have like that framework, you can then go like, oh, yeah, we thought we were going to do this. This isn't working, but how can we change it now? It's like you you kind of already have this thing in place and then you mm-hmm. it's easier to change it once it's there than starting from scratch, you know, yeah. um, and not having anything. So it, it gives them they've already talked about it and then they might just have to adjust the way things are going. And And this will be you know, a constant adjustment throughout, like my role with my kids who are now seven and three is much different than it was when they were (laughs) newborns, you know, and and the time with my husband is different and stuff like that. So it's like, but we're, but it's constantly, am I making, am I meeting all three of these needs, you know, in my life? So, so this is really a, a, not just for after baby, uh, being prepared after baby, this is being prepared for the rest of your marriage on some level. Sure. Yeah. Uh, with children. Um, yes, I, I think so. I really like that. Yeah. It, I really like that concept of being able to hold on to this framework and, and make adjustments as they go along throughout their life. Their kids go through different stages and uh, they maybe go through different stages of life. But those three concepts, those three questions that you're working on with them are like the backbone of keeping a family together. Yeah. I love that you're doing this work. Um, And I don't, I really, really don't think there are enough people doing this work. There are very few that I know of that are offering this kind of really focused class to help in the um, postpartum period. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, Hopefully, people can find you. You're in the Sacramento area and uh, they can find you there. You do some other stuff, too, in your practice and in your work. You have a a Mama Interviews project. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I I also run, um, like, a meetup group with moms. Um, It started off being just moms, and then it's now open up to moms and dads, their partners. And the thing that I kept getting over and over again is someone would say something, and they felt, you know, like, like maybe they had some shame around it or they felt like they were the only one and they were, or they're always inevitably (laughs) someone that says like, Oh my gosh, I feel the same way. And it was just like, you know, the look on their face is always like, Oh good. You know, like it's not just me. I'm not the only one that feels like this is hard or that this is a challenge for. And so my goal with the mama interviews is to have, there's all kinds of moms. There's all, you (laughs) know, and there's all kinds of kids. And I feel like each parent is the perfect parent for their child. And there's not one right way to be a parent. And so my hope is that other moms sharing their stories of being a mom and their wisdom and their struggles is that it supports another mom to say like, okay, cool. Like I'm not alone in this. This is hard for me or gather some wisdom like, oh, well, like maybe this could help make things easier for me or whatever. But just to just to create this space of kind of we're all in this together and there's not one right way to do it. Yeah. And it's just finding the right way for you and your family, really. Right. Have you had a lot of moms be open to sharing their stories? 
Yeah, I've been like surprisingly I have. I've been doing a weekly post every Monday since um the beginning of February. So that's um, great. Really, yeah, really excited. I mean, I could always use more. Like, I that would be my goal is to have one a week um, mm-hmm. for until people get tired of it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually get people that are like, "Oh, I look forward to your Monday posts," and so like that makes yeah. me excited. Like, I'm I'm excited about that, and I'm getting ready to launch the dad interview series because I know dads dads have a different perspective and they have a different story to share, and I I would love to have them have a weekly one for dads as well I'm not sure how realistic that is but I'm shooting for at least once a month at this point so yeah um, yeah yeah getting ready to launch that Uh, that's so that's so important because dads are part of the family dads are part of the process dads are integral um and or partners but you know, in terms of having a a father's perspective on this is fantastic because it's, it's, you know, and on some level, rightly so, (laughs) um, so mom focused because they're carrying the child, they're dealing with the, the physical and emotional impacts of, of carrying a child, but having a dad's perspective, understanding how fathers view this, the change and their roles is, is great. And it's, you know, not talked about enough, certainly anywhere, actually. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, and I just feel like they do get, they get left out. Like I get, and that's yeah. kind of how we ended up opening our made up group to dads is the dads were like, Hey, can I come? Like I stay home with my, my baby mm-hmm. and I don't have anywhere else to go. And so um, I was like, yeah, why can't dads come? So, you know, I checked in with, with the moms and the overall thing was like, yeah, I would be great. It'd be great if I could bring my partner to one of the meetups. It'd be great if they could mm-hmm. come by themselves, you know. So definitely wanted to have that um, to be an option so that it is about the family, not just about one or the other. So, Right. And, and oftentimes some of the stress that a mom is dealing with, let's say if she's um, dealing with a, a mood or anxiety disorder in the postpartum or pregnancy, um, having a partner around to hear and understand what's going on for them and also get support themselves can be relieving to the stress of, of uh, what's going on in the relationship. Right. Uh, um, so we are really serving the whole family by allowing, uh, you know, by ha- by inviting them and having them into the group and, and offering interviews pretty soon. Um, do you have any sense of when your that interview series will start? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of me like putting it out there. I have my questions ready to go. I just need to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like balancing everything. It's like trying to get it all done. But yeah, I, it's ready to go. I just need to. I just yeah. need to jump on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're doing so much, and this is uh, this is all really, really great work. Um, and the the help and support that you're giving to the whole family in this way is. Uh, more holistic than just primarily focusing on the mom or just the baby and bringing the dad or the partner in to, to be inclusive and uh, take care of everyone. It's, it's really great and needed. I, I think it's a model and an idea that everybody um, should be thinking about. Thank you. Really great. Yeah. I enjoy it. Like it's, yeah, it's, I love, I love working with my clients and meeting new parents all the time. It's, it definitely um, energizes me. So, 
That's great. Well, this is your passion. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clear in, yeah. in how, how you talk about the work that you do and how much um, even just you talking about it, you have a kind of energy about, about it, which is great. And I'm sure so many people are benefiting from all the work that you're doing. It's so good. I do have um, resource, a resource page on my website too for um, either articles I've written as well as some just resources I've developed for new and expecting parents on how to keep their relationship strong and developing a postpartum plan. I even have a 60 tips for, um, for new parents. So, which was actually a lot of fun to put together. I thought I was going to go with 25 tips and it turned into 60 after (laughs) talking to different people. I probably could add to it more now, but, uh, (laughs) but it's just kind of like a fun little, um, just things to think about. And of course, it's not like you have to implement every tip, but it's like, you know, again, finding the things that are helpful to you and using them Mm -hmm. and ignoring the stuff that's not helpful. So. Yes. That's (laughs) so good. Yeah. That's necessary stuff. Yes. Okay. Um, well I will direct people to, um, you guys who are listening can find more about Catherine O'Brien and information and articles and tips for new parents on her website at www.happywithbaby.com. And you can also find her on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook at Happy With Baby. So thank you so much, Catherine, for being with us today and sharing all this awesome resources and information. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was definitely my pleasure. By joining us today and listening, you're a part of a growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this free podcast so that Mom and Mind can be found by moms, families, and providers who will benefit from hearing our talks. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com, where you will also find links and information from today's episode. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist, and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.